Welcome to the Self-Helpful Podcast. I'm Kevin Miller, and this is the podcast people tune into for in-depth discussions on the latest research from our foremost leaders in self-improvement, so you can be growing and more equipped to live at your fullest capacity in body, mind, and soul. We as humans are driven by our appetites, yet much of the health and wellness culture is around curbing and suppressing our appetites. And for the most part, it's just a recipe for failure. Today, my co-host, Randy James, medical doctor and functional medicine expert, he and I discuss our personal belief, and it is that we seldom succeed in squelching our appetites, and we personally don't. I mean, I love feeding my appetites. One of the things that adds joy to my life is great food and drink. Randy's the same way. Our goal is to strive to upgrade and elevate our appetites. This is my Functional Friday episode where we focus on our health and wellness so we have the physical and mental capacity to help ourselves and others. And regarding appetites, our goal here is to try to evolve and grow our appetites to crave just more life-giving food or at least some less life-taking foods. As a pro cyclist, my evenings often consisted of walking down to the 7-Eleven in Fort Collins, Colorado to get a pint of Ben & Jerry's and a four-pack of Reese's Cups for the walk home. I still have that appetite. It's no different today. But today, I fill that need, that desire, that appetite with some dark chocolate and sea salt covered almonds that I just, I love them. And a glass of red wine. I've grown to love those as much or more. Would I be better to not snack after dinner at all? Probably. But I'm just not going to do that. I love feeding my appetites. I'd also like a big bowl of popped corn, but my body doesn't like corn and eating it will disrupt my sleep. So I do some salty nuts or some bean or cauliflower chips to get my salt fix if I need that. You get the idea. How can you imbibe your appetites and still have the health and wellness you desire? If you get value from this podcast, best thing you can do, keep the conversation going. Talk about this idea of elevating your appetites with someone else that you talk with today or tomorrow. You can always connect with me at my website or social media at kevinmiller.co. Next up, Dr. James and I discuss how to imbibe our appetites, not by curbing or suppressing them, but upgrading and elevating them. So this is this talk on appetites where the thing that got me a long time ago, um, but has kind of come back into my frame of mind is the thought, let's say the myth that a guy like you and me. So the other day we took a picture out on the deck and I think I had just fruit. I think you had just raw veggies and John was eating a head of raw broccoli, which is really boring. I mean, I don't even like that. (laughs) I don't even either, but you know, that is weird. And, uh, but to look at something like that and go, Oh my gosh, those guys, you know, are just inhuman and you know, they have no, carnal desires or, you know, uh, appetites. It's not true. I mean, it's taken a long, long, long time. Day one though. I mean, we are a culture that is, we're addicted to our appetites. I don't think you and I are any different. I don't think we, I know we're not any different. Okay. (laughs) Just as much driven. So I'm sitting here. It's uh, what is the Friday? I was sitting here a little bit ago, 7am. I've been working a little bit already and I'm emailing my family about food for the next upcoming upcoming nights because that's what I'm looking forward to. You know, pizza Mm -hmm. and wine and taco salad night and, and whatever. I mean, I am driven by my appetites. 
So that concept of, oh, you just, you know, through willpower and self-discipline, you get rid of those, your appetites. I think, no. And that's what that kind of the, the myth I want to go through today and dispel that. So no, but we have upgraded them. Fair? Very fair. Yeah. Very fair. And to have the expectation, I've been thinking about this too, through a different, through a different lens from a, a spiritual standpoint in any of the religious traditions that I imagine of the earth, there's, we don't really talk or we, we teach ourselves not to talk about a guy who you, you kind of have the super high level, right? Like we grew up saying, well, that's like Billy Graham or that's like somebody else. And then over here's a monk or a yogi or somebody there. They seem so far removed from normal daily life. Totally. And so then in, in, we don't talk We're constantly about, walking with God and thinking, really? Yeah, exactly. It's how? just, it's how, and what must his normal average everyday life look like? And of course I think Billy Graham would have said, well, let me show you. It's the same appetites and the same. So we failed in, in creating a language where somebody could say, you know, I'm at level one, but I'm working really hard on level two and level two is this. Mm-hmm. And then level three and level four and level five. And, and, and we even cringe. That's a, like your kids say, that's a cringy statement to say, well, are you a level two Christian or a level three? Like, mm-hmm. because that's a wor- <laughs> that's literally works based mm-hmm. <laughs> and we, and we don't do that. Yeah. So, so then the opposite tends to happen is then God, you know, then we have these phrases, I might be fill in the blank, overweight or ugly or this, but, but God still loves me, uh-huh. which takes all spiritual pressure off your appetites. Yeah. And you are allowed then to have as much coffee, sugar, you know, there's, there's the really bad things. Don't do those. But then over here, it's a free-for-all to feed your appetites. Well, let's literally talk about the easy one because I, I want to talk about all areas. You know, We have appetites in every area of our life. Obviously, the easy one to think of right off the bat is food. And I'll never forget, speaking of church, you know, somebody at uh, the church that we both uh, attended, uh, and somebody said, gosh, so-and-so is really struggling with their health really like to get them with you, but they don't want to because their thought is you're going to make them throw out everything in their pantry, everything they like, everything they like. It wasn't even that. It was, they think you're going to make them change their diet. It's just a simple, Was it? and I was like, well, and then the dude telling us that, and he says, and you are, I was like, yeah. (laughs) Well, well, yeah, but okay. So, so right there, because I remember, remember finding myself talking to people in that light of going, yeah, but you can't just go from, you've done that. It's not palatable to go from right now, throw everything out. Now eat nothing that you enjoy or whatever. And all you're going to do is eat a raw head of broccoli. That's stupid. And you don't do it either. No. I mean, you're going to go home tonight and you're, you may, you put, you guys probably, you plan, you probably know, do you know what you're going to have tonight? Uh, no, well, I'll tell you, you, you mentioned pizza and wine, and we had that last night because oh. one of our kids is going to be spending the night somewhere else, and he's like, well, I don't want to miss out on that, so we bumped it up a night. That's great. <laughs> okay, so let's go to it, though. So, uh, like, I, I'm wrecked for most any pizza out because it's not as good as what we make yeah. at home, and we're going to have, you guys are going to do gluten-free crust, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we like the cauliflower crust now. The cauliflower yeah. crust. Okay. And we do that for some, though some of them, we get a high quality uh, crust that is that does have some gluten in it for those who are okay with that. But we start with that. So it's really good. You do a good 
tomato sauce. I don't know. What do you guys do? We do a good tomato sauce yep. as a base. Some do pesto as a base. And then it's you know pineapple and spinach and black olives and green olives and onion and what else is spinach there? Spinach yeah. and zucchini and mushrooms. And yeah, it's a salad. And then do you guys do all non-dairy cheese? Uh, so we did when we were doing our Lent phase of that. Yeah. And now we're in the enjoyment of dairy cheese oh my gosh so we have some who who really struggle with it so we do non-dairy cheese we use an almond cheese that they like for the most part i for my part get a high quality i like cheddar and a high quality mozzarella Mm -hmm. so not the cheap crap but i'll get a higher quality one and you know and that's where you can go get grass-fed uh uh, dairy cheese and stuff but you know regardless i enjoy that i i literally put as much cheese as i can possibly get off to where it sloughs off the edges and it's all over the pan i'm going to enjoy it i'm so if i'm going to have it i'm going to enjoy it but it's once every couple weeks for us every couple weeks yeah yeah and you're a you're you're a you're a pizza snob Mm -hmm. kevin and 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 you should be and we would say the same thing about wine or the same thing about chocolate is don't get stuck and wallow around in M&Ms or whatever, yeah. but get a higher quality thing. Up, upgrade your appetite. Up, that's, upgrade that's, your appetite. That's the point. And that's, so on that, yeah. so I'm going to testify to my kids. So I'll have, we're going to have pizza tomorrow night and there will be eight, eight or nine kids there. Uh, well, significant others, whatever. So there'll probably be 11, 12 of us, but out of those, so my kids, even the younger ones now, if somebody, you know, they go to a school event or whatever, and they have dominoes. So a lot of times they'll just pass it up. They say, it just tastes like cardboard with some junk on it. So I have wrecked them. I mean, so they're having this, you know, whole stuff that we make from scratch Mm -hmm. and, and we've done that not in every area. So I'm not going to uphold that. My kids are, you know, would probably love to grab a donut if they had the opportunity to, but we have upgraded it even, even for them. But, you know, Back to to that thought of like with you, a new patient, I appreciate that you have talked to patients and you'll let them if if they're gung ho and they're ready to throw everything out of the pantry and totally do a 180. Fine. Generally, though, I hear you saying, "Okay, let's start with baby steps. And, and, and my thought, and what I found myself saying this to people is man, keep some vices, maybe upgrade your vices, but you keep something that's there that you can, you know, fall on. So you're not going to hold on hold on hold on and then boom lose it right it i'm I'm taking a deep breath there because I, i would say well it goes so far back to each individual person and we will talk so jane my nutritionist she's even more baby steppy than me because on the extremes there you've got you know super baby steps wade into this cold water of the pool or you've got the cannonball Mm-hmm. Those those are the mm-hmm. two things, and so talking to a patient, we're trying to discern that or help them even discern that, and they know most people know I need to do baby steps, or you know what, let's just rip the band aid off right now, yeah, and uh, and then I'll yes counsel them one way or the other to say and you know like the funny one that that you quote me doing all the time is the smoking the guy who smoked mm-hmm. right and it's yeah. like man. I, Please don't quit smoking because you will murder your wife. Yeah. Right? If we take all this away from you and then you're going to quit smoking too, you, you're just going to self-destruct. Didn't you say like the thing? It was something like the thing that's most acute right now is gluten or something. It wasn't well, something yeah, that was what, whatever the, 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 the pathway forward is, like we're looking at a pathway and there's, it's like you're going to hack through the jungle and we could go this way or that way or this way or that way. It, it, any way is going to be work yeah. and, and challenge. 
but don't stand at the bottom of a you know greased up pole and say okay let's climb that one yeah it's i so so there has to be some wisdom some discernment and we might and again we don't have a language because it seems like such a failure to say keep a vice i mean a vice is a vice but at the same time if if we look at all of us as on the spectrum of vices nobody is viceless well, and, and I don't want to be a monk living in solitude, right. eating that's, nothing that's, but that's, stale bread and water. I mean, yeah. I, I, there's a time for that, just like you with fasting. There's a time to do that. But, uh, you know, to uphold, I, I would say you and I are some of the biggest foodies that I know. I mean, and I would say we enjoy food more than anyone. And for the most part, I don't want to waste my appetite on crap stuff. So I will, I'll pass up the bag of chips, the donuts, the pizza that they, you know, somebody brought to work, not our work, but you know, I'm going to pass, I'm not going to fill, I have a finite amount of space, man. I want something good. I'll, I'll pass something up. Right. It's, it's a, it's cause it's an opportunity to actually do a little fasting. Yeah, I did the other day. I think I had nothing but fruit because I knew that my wife and I were celebrating our anniversary and we're going to have sushi. And we bought the good stuff. And Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, we relished it and enjoyed that. But even just to the, you know, yeah, to snacks and stuff. I I mean, there was, there was a time way back when, when it was for me, it was, it was chips and it was sugary stuff. And that stuff doesn't, help me be the best person I want to be. It doesn't feel good anymore, but man, I still do it. And it's, it's, it's olives or it's a, uh, you know, a high quality chip Benitos. I like Benitos, the, the bean mm-hmm. chips or whatever like that and good quality salsa. And, uh, you, you always have a thing of nuts, mixed nuts mm-hmm. with, what do you put on them? Like, uh, yeah, cinnamon or nut. Yeah. Nut. A little bit of raisins, mixed nuts, and cinnamon, and a little bit of nutmeg. Here at the office, just like my home, I'm never, ever without good dark chocolate. It's always a go-to. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, coffee. We're sitting here both drinking really great Americanos. Uh, so we are still driven by our appetites. And, but they we have upgraded them to appetites that do less harm to our body. So we can look at that at food, you know, what's your go-to thing? What can you upgrade and do a little better and a little better and a little better? And we have evolved. It took me a long time to evolve. I didn't go from Cheetos and pop darts or whatever, you know, was M&Ms that, you know, that would have been one. I didn't go from that to what I do now immediately. Man, it's been a slow, gradual time that I've been able to sustain though. Right. And over that amount of time, there's ups and downs. Sure. There's, and there's so many stories about that, my former uh, medical partner who had a heart attack at 36 smoked. He was in the military, hard charging kind of guy. And, uh, he, he told, he told the story that the, the healthiest thing he ever did was go from a, a 12 pack of Pepsi every day to a 12 pack of Gatorade. Now that's not much of an upgrade, it's not much of an, <laughs> but it's still, dia- mind, it's still a diabetes nightmare. But it, yeah, it was a sure. mind paradigm shift and now i guarantee he's not oh yeah now it's it's just now he's doing high quality herbal teas like you that's his main yeah he's he's yeah we became tea guys together and in recent well recently uh he's been doing other things for a number of years but then he had a follow-up uh cath hard cath to to get insurance on his new building for business or whatever else and he was really nervous about it because he's like man i've been doing this for 20 30 years did it even work and cleans a whistle. So, you know, he went from heart attack to nothing. Mm-hmm. That's that's reversal of heart disease. And and it's not through great medicines and great whatever else. That is a hard work, consistency of effort, uh, you know, a living a life of upgrading. 
because well, he has a, a why behind that. So let's talk about that because, you know, you, you mentioned this the other day or yesterday, I think when we were talking about this show and you brought up speaking of the, of the Bible, Philippians uh, three, it's 19, where it says their end is their destruction and their God is their belly. Do my God is still very much my, my belly, but what can I do to put a better idol in there? Oh, we're getting way screwed. I'm going to go off <laughs> at the deep end now. But you, but but I think it's still revolutionary. Go, we are. I'm going to be driven by my appetites. What can I put in to fill that appetite that is better? So we can go down, obviously, food and drink. I don't think that's a, a mystery to folks. But to think about, you're going to, your taste buds do want something good. So if you are used to a high processed uh, diet, high sugar, high salt, whatever, your body still wants that. Uh, how can you evolve lower time into a little better option? Gosh. So I love that question. That question we're going to, we're going to talk about for a number of minutes because that's, that's so critical. And even in that passage that you mentioned, that's, that's been a big one in my life, just chewing on that and thinking about it and saying, you know, we live in a culture that, because the, the next phrase after that is that our culture it lifts up the, the bad appetites. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and instead of a, something that's edifying and we lift that up as, as very noble or something, our culture, <clears throat> excuse me, tends to, and, and famously, you know, like the Snickers commercial, you know, where you're not you and it's really funny and we all laugh, but it's, it's, it's really almost shameful that your whole personality changes because you haven't had a sugar in the last five, ten minutes. And now you're either angry or irritated or you become, I mean... How dependent are you? That so we're sort of glorying in this this shameful reality, and I'm so that you have to become aware of that. And then the final phrase of that is that the first thing that happens is that our minds get fixated on these things. Yeah. So so here we are, and and like there's a, a famous book from the from the zeros of sugar, fat, salt. Like if you want to sell somebody food, you put sugar, fat, salt, and then you hyper that with some MSG yeah. and some aspartame and some whatever. It's it's more it's sweeter than sugar. It's saltier than salt. And now salt is even less salty. It's salt has lost its flavor. And you are, if you allow, if you number one, if you're not aware, and then day in and day out, you are training to be becoming the kind of person who loves Doritos. Yeah. And, and Benitos just don't hold the punch for you. So besides, Doritos are way cheaper and they're just better. Well, now you're in a, in a place over here where you don't even know how much of a control that is on you. Mm-hmm. And your idol has become this taste bud relationship you have with your taste bud. Well, it was our friend that it was, was the book titled that or had it in there, We Crave What We Consume. That's, uh, no, uh, no, the title of the book is Made to Crave. Okay. So we are, we are built to yeah. crave. Yeah. And so even and, there, ch- change the craving. We're, exactly. we're not going to not crave. It, it, right. It's not about appetite. And, and even that, it's, even that aspect of if you don't eat it, you won't crave it. I don't think there'll ever be a day that if the thought doesn't come to my mind or somebody presents it, that I wouldn't say, no, I, I would be happy to bite into a donut. I, 
I'll yeah. never not want to do that. To but, go along with our coffee right now, if there was oh man some kind of any pastry, any bread well, item yeah, at but all. We would do that if we were at. Ugh, the first thought in my head was if we were at a funeral, right? I mean, yeah. some kind of yeah. life event, and the family provided a donut. Yeah. Well, I was just at a at a wedding. Okay, that's a better one. And I'd never seen one of these. Have you ever seen a donut wall? No, <laughs> no. So, Sounds very American, though. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Miller, you would like it, and you would I not would. be able. So I'm walking in, and it was kind of in a barn. So it was, it was back in in Kansas, and it was a sort of a you know a farm, a horse family, or whatever, and and a whole wall, and big long nails, and just donuts. <laughs> the whole, and you just walked along as you're in line for something, grab a donut off the wall. Well, I had a donut. Yeah. All my kids had a donut. They they were just like, yeah. you know, what do we do with this? And I'm like, you can have one. Just okay, one. <laughs> and we that's, had a donut. Uh, um, so he, he, the we would not look at somebody who's in that place and just say, you got to flip a switch over here to to go completely backwards. Mm. I would say the same thing about fasting. Don't start with a seven day fast or even a, even a full day fast, skip a meal or skip a snack, you know that. And so my favorite, my favorite mindset for this to help people learn and train, this is from Dallas Willard. He said, you know, we, we would not go to our children and we would not go to a group of people who are struggling to come out of alcohol or out of cigarettes or something like that and just say, flip a switch and stop that. Mm-hmm. And the example that everybody can relate to is is exercise. And let's just pick running. If somebody said, you know, I'd really like to get off the couch and run a 5K, we're not going to show him a film of Roger Bannister. Mm-hmm you know, doing a four minute mile and say, you know what, if you pray about this and really try and really if you believe commit your life and believe, then tomorrow I think you can run maybe a four twenty. It's, it's just impossible. ludicrous. Yeah. Right? So what we would invite them into, we wouldn't even we would say, don't even try. We would say, but if you want to run a five K in six months, begin training. Yeah. Don't try. So that's the Yoda thing. Don't try, do. And I would say, don't try. Yeah. Train. Even when you fail, you're still, yep, that way didn't work. I I yeah. tried too hard. I pulled a hamstring. Okay, back off. Yeah. Don't sit on the couch again all the time. But let's go to walking and stretching and whatever for a month. And then we're not going to do it the same way and make the same mistake again. We're going to train a little bit differently. And now don't don't try to get out of your... A, you know, salty flavor uh, requirement uh, by by fasting. We're just going to change your appetite and find something else to go in there. We're going to train you away from that's, that. And that's where I, that's what I like. Back to the baby steps. We're not talking about again this myth of you're going to squelch your appetites. No, you're not. You you're, will you're, fail yeah, doing no. that. But we do want to evolve them to grow them and to mature. I'm going to use the mature, word mature yeah, them. Love it. And even the aspect of do do I control my appetite now? I don't know. I think I've just replaced it with other with other things. And I do. I mean, I've I've talked about this before on the show. The book. 
by Benjamin Hardy that's sitting over here on my shelf. Willpower doesn't work. I, I think it's just a brilliant, it's another pr- brilliant premise where he's saying, look, you're not going to win by constantly gritting your teeth and exerting more willpower to not eat the Cheeto bag of Cheetos that's in your uh, cabinet at, at 11 o'clock at night when you're watching, you know, Netflix or whatever. You're talk about mature. The maturity is when you're feeling good in the morning, and the afternoon, when you're at the store, don't buy the Cheetos. Then that night they're not there and you're going to go around. Oh, I got some, some nuts. Okay. That's yeah, better. That's, that's, better. <laughs> that's better. So feed the appetite, but with something a little better. And even the thought of, yeah, if you're the, and I doubt there's anybody listening to the show who is this, but conceptually, you know, if you're the bag of, chi- uh, uh, what'd you say? Doritos, uh, per night, go to the health food store and get one that's less sodium, less crap, less sugar, less processed and eat a bag of them. Go, go nuts. And maybe then you can work on maybe less portions and then maybe try a night where you do almonds, you know, get some great flavored almonds, get some smoked. We have all kinds of different flavored almonds and we have raw ones, you know, depends on that. But again, we're talking about upgrading that. And so we've, we've, we've stayed on uh, food, you know, what's another, and this one, I mean, I don't have this listed out. I have the concepts and we took about, talk about um, functional medicine, and the premises, the, the pillars that we're talking about, input, output, you know, recovery, relationships, you know, what are some other ways that we can upgrade our appetites? I mean, if you think about, you know, TV and you're going to do some entertainment at night and you're doing, you know, go to the extreme, I don't know, horror flicks or Jerry Springer, does that stuff exist anymore? <laughs> Whatever it is, just know. junk. Just think about right. bu- mind bubblegum. Can you watch something, even a movie, find something that has some redemptive value? There's epic movies out there. There's shows that have heartfelt things in them. There's, I mean, you've gotten me in the habit of reading fiction uh, books in the evening before I go to bed. I love the ones that have a story about a character who has something that I want to aspire to. Doesn't mean it's a some faith-based thing or something great. It may have, you know, violence and whatever in it, but it has something good. in it. So I continually am upgrading that appetite. I'm going to fill the appetite. Can I upgrade? So that would go kind of to the visual, to the auditory input. Yeah. I, I love, I was just, I was smiling at the book thing because I'm, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in, I'm in a hole. I'm in a, in between, like I'm, I'm looking at my bookshelf, I'm puttering around on, on Amazon and, and, you know, and I'll talk to you and say, Hey, have you read any good ones? So I have, I, I have too. I got one for you. Okay. Too. Uh, but at, I have, and what I'll always do is, you know, you swing by the, the Goodwill store or something. I'll look at the books and I'll buy a $2 book. I think I heard the I'll library's stay. open now. Possibly. Oh, is it? I, I, somebody said, I heard that. Okay. I verify it. But I'll buy one and just stick it on the shelf. And then knowing that I'll yeah. hit a hole sometime and I'll, I, so I picked one up and it was one of these, you know, ba- a, a spy novel or something that. Uh, I think it was Robert Ludlum, but not mm-hmm. by him, by his estate. So it's some oh. knockoff writer that you don't even know who it is. Yeah. But it, it's the mind candy stuff. And I, I started, I'm like, this just, I don't. I've tried. Yeah, I don't want to read yeah. this. I've tried, and then I find, man, I just can't. And again, it's, it's not the, I mean, you 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 gave me, actually, you did give me a book recently that was kind of a faith-based, it was really good writing, but a faith-based thing. But you gave me another one was a Horowitz. It was a murder. It's just a murder mystery. Yeah. Um, it's it good. Yeah. It's thought-provoking. It's thought-provoking, uh, challenging, good v- vocabulary. I mean, and- this, this comes back to, I mean, so I think everybody listening knows that I, you know, I've got other podcasts. One is the Ziggler Show, and Zig is 
uh, famous for Automobile University. You know, back when the yeah. commute, I don't know what the average commute cassette is these days. And- yeah, cassette tapes, but now you can listen to whatever. And to use that time, you can, you know, he does the stats of if your commute is this long over this many time, you can learn a language. Of course, these days you've got Duolingo and, and different things. You can learn a language. You can listen to personal development. But even there, I, I adore music, but I can listen to music that lifts me or angers me. I mean, even there, there's, is the music, where's it leading you? I, I was going to mention music too. You had me read Stop Talking, Start Influencing. I, I forgot who the... Uh, Jared Cooney Horvath, I think. He's a, Horvath. He's a PhD, some Neuroscience guy. Highfalutin, yes. Yeah. He's a neuroscience yeah, yeah. And, and the, the science of, of, of putting a PowerPoint together and how people... So, music... Uh-huh. And I was in the habit of being on my treadmill and reading a book and, and having some music in my ears. Half of it was to drown out, you know, somebody else is watching TV or the kids are doing whatever and I, I'm trying to concentrate. But then I learned you can't pay attention to music and read at the same time. Mm. You, you you can't. So what is background music? So I've been, I'm on my treadmill now with Mozart. Oh, really? Nice. <laughs> nice. And there again is that it's a... I wasn't aware, and now I'm more aware, so I'll either have my earplugs in and nothing, because uh-huh. now I'm hearing myself breathe, yeah. but there is, scientifically, neuroscience-wise, I can pay attention to the words a little bit better, learn them a little bit better, but I don't like being there with, with nothing on. I enjoy the music I, yeah. I, I want, I, I like well, and there's some personality Classical. styles in there, aren't there? I mean, because you, you know, you find some people. I don't know if it's you know ADHD or whatever, but some, you know, if you if there's music on, it helps them concentrate on the words in front of them. And I, I, well, right, but they they are keeping it in the background. Yeah, and so if if my choice is to be next to my wife and she's watching you know HDTV over here, and I have a book, that's way worse because my ears will go to that. To, yeah, and then I'll have music on. Yeah, or if it's just silence. And me on the treadmill versus, and then I, I sort of get irritated by my breath, you know, mm-hmm. the cadence of in and out and whatever. And and so something in there will help me. Anyway, everybody's going to be a little bit different and all that kind of stuff. So, but there again, recognition, awareness, and then thoughtfully trying a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's, again, there's no, this is functional medicine. There's no right or wrong. It depends on you, but it's you being present and aware of where is this leading where is this leading me? Is it lifting me? Is it right. depressing me? Is it angering me? I mean, with all of our, especially if we go to, if we go to input alone. So we talked about input, you know, going into our mouth, what we're eating, what we're not eating, drinking, yada, yada, what we're viewing, what we're hearing. And yeah, like that, we can't not hear for the most part. So what are you hearing? I just bought some noise canceling uh, headphones for sometimes when I do want a little more quiet, but there's sound out there, but you know, I can play the music a little lower and I'm constantly, I'm generally listening to music, but sometimes I want a little science, but I'm always aware because I'm, I'm so easily distracted, uh, for me auditorily. So I, huh. I'm constantly monitoring that, but yeah, again, then what am I listening to now? I, and I'm, we talked about the other, day, I'm, I'm pretty eclectic. I'm listening to all, you know, from soul to R and B to rock to whatever. I mean, it's going to vary, vary here, but I'm aware of my attitude of my mental state, you know, during that. And yeah, there's, well, again, so we, I think we get that upgrade and, you know, visually, uh, and we talked about that in the input shows that we episodes that we did about that. I mean, you've got to, if you're in an office somewhere and you've got to have light, 
Can you change that? Can you put some art up that inspires you? Can you get, I've actually got some new light bulbs here that are daylight light bulbs. You can get different light bulbs for different moods. You can change that. And again, what are we doing? How can you upgrade what you've got to do? Right. You have to have light. Yeah. So how do you think about that? And on one hand too, Kevin, I think it sometimes like light, I'll be honest, that one overwhelms me. Meaning I know about light and I also know about the electricity flowing through my home and Mm -hmm. what kind of pipes do I have? And I get overwhelmed. I think a lot of people listen to me and you and they get overwhelmed. They're like, I can't possibly think about, you know, aspartame in my soda and light. I, you, you know, that's, that's, and yet what we're saying is great. Pick one. And I, I kind of wanted to say that because everybody is going to have that. Ugh, I just can't, I can't change everything. And we're saying exactly what well, we know. So Boy, it's an evolution. We're back to that. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's got to be an, layers. It's it, the layering of, of that. And, and it's, this would be a good time to pull that out. What you and I continually come back to, I'm sure we said on the show before, but there's that aspect of somebody could look at, uh, I, I was gonna say our lives, but there's people that are doing far better than, than we are, but to go, Oh my gosh, it's so much to deal with. Yeah. And we talked about being sensitive. Oh my gosh. Now I, you know, now that I haven't eaten whatever, now I can't eat X, Y, Z at all. And, and you're going great. And I've learned that, that I want to be, I do want to be sensitive. That's been a great mind shift, even in the past six months. And I think you talked about that. Do I want to be my old clunker suburban that has, I guess, got over 200,000 miles on it. My old, he can do anything to. You can just kind of lumber <laughs> along and whatever, and it just kind of keeps going. It's not capable of much, but it'll keep going, and you can just kind of do whatever. And it's, it doesn't care what you do to it. Doesn't care it what doesn't I do to care. it. But again, it's not capable of much. It, it's it's going to. But you're not going to drive it. Do you even drive it to the springs? No, not anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm afraid to. I'm afraid to, but I can bring. I have. A, I used to. It's actually been sitting for a month now. It's. It's kind of on its last leg, uh, as opposed to if I want high performance, whether it's a Ferrari or whether it's around here, you know, some high tech four by four that can do anything. But those things are sensitive. You're going to watch what you put into them, how Absolutely. you take care of them, That's right. and you know, like a Ferrari. Well, back to gosh, we got a buddy who's a who's a pilot, and there's a no fault industry. He's a pilot. You cannot have a breakdown. Right. Uh, and so the methods talk about sensitive that they go to, but look at that. I mean, we expect as a culture, that's a great analogy. That's we expect analogy. our airplanes to never, ever, ever, ever have a problem. And we expect that they're going to be gone through whatever. Why do we treat ourselves? Any, I'm, I'm getting out, I'm getting up into myself. Well, I want to be I want to go 365 days without getting sick or without, if I do get sick, I want to recover quickly. And I want to be, I, what days of those do I want to have less critical thinking? Less, yeah, I've, it, Kevin, I'm, I'm imagining, you know, you're, you're the 757, you're, you're over the Pacific, you're on the way to somebody, somewhere, and you want, right, if you get sick, you want an early indicator light that says, Absolutely. whoa, hey, you're, something is a little off there, and you're like, ah, oh, okay, yeah. decrease the power to that engine or whatever they do. So that I can be a husband, be a father, be a worker, be a, and get where I need to go. I love the analogy. I never thought about it. And then when you get there, uh-huh. you're going to say, 
I got to upgrade my oil. My uh-huh. engine oil is a little off, uh-huh. and I hit mile number 700 there, and I had a warning light because my face broke out or something. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, Thank you for pointing that out. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, and then you're like, yeah, okay, gosh, let's figure that out. Uh, and then and to deal and, with it but, now before it does manifest. And I and we do. We have people who look at their doctors. We have an American culture who look at the medical system and say, they don't say this, but effectively we say, we're going to pay all y'all doctors $3.6 trillion to keep us, quote unquote, healthy. What an utter failure. Keep us, ex- we should say exist. Okay, keep us, ex- it should not be dead. Good. There's another way of health care. It's existence care. <laughs> existence care. It's just not dead me. care. Bring out your almost dead. Or your, right? your thing, linger care. It's linger care. Help me linger care. as long as I can. We're going to manage. So now all these people are flying over California, the Pacific, or whatever. Warning lights, bing, bonging everywhere. Imagine the movies that you've seen where the, the plane yeah. is rickety and the yeah. wind is flowing by. Get your flotation device. And they're like, and the, yeah, oh gosh, where's man. the mechanic? Uh-huh. And they're like, well, we're back here banging on the engine or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, so again, uh. go, go to that to where I love this perspective of, of, of hitting these, these myths that you're not going to get rid of your appetite. You can upgrade it. And yes, you do want to become more sensitive because uh, I think that, you know, even in my own journey, Randy, I, I think that I've, I thought errantly that, okay, if I don't do these foods that bother me, then when I do, I'll be okay. They'll bother me less. less. I'm more tolerable for this bad stuff. Yeah. And, and I, and I know that, well, and there have been people who have done sure. that. If you, okay. if you don't do X, Y, Z and you heal your gut or you, right. whatever, now your body can do a little bit better. Go but, have a pizza and or whatever. And, and there's a. And I don't know how to, cause, cause on the other side, I, I know myself, uh, with some things and I've heard other people say, no, now if I, if I ever touch that, I'm, I'm ultra sensitive. I don't know how to figure that out. Well, everybody's on the everybody's spectrum different. and different and, yeah. and all of that. Yeah. But ultimately, yeah, I, I've, I've now gone to, I mean, as a guy, I mean, my gosh, this is like the old, uh, who's the old Western dude, John Wayne. I can eat nails and drink gasoline and whatever and die young. Um, and, and that's the guy's perspective is you just want you do you can withstand everything, you know, the military and Navy seal and whatever you can, you know, live on shoe leather or, or whatever for a time. That's great. Time. If you're in, in the, in the height of war, but oh my gosh, uh, that is not, that is so not produce it, wellness. Ultimately, it fails in war, too. So our analogy in the clinic is I will look at somebody and say, look, if we're in a foxhole, if we're in a firefight, don't be sensitive about your hangnail or your rash on your face. Yeah. I, I don't want to hear about it right now. And, and eat shoe leather and, for and, a week. And, and I live. need yeah. you to eat shoe leather. But when we come back from that, and, the, and honestly, we have learned that in war, right? On, in World War I and II, they said, man... Two, three days, you got to get these guys rotated off the front lines. You, you cannot live in that heightened state of whatever. They, they go crazy. They, and then, then you're ineffective. You, you can't even live. You can't much less fight. Mm-hmm. So then they started that rotational idea. And for Vietnam, they said, you know, people got, guys are going to come in. They're only one year. And they're going to go out on these, you know, two, three-day things and come back. And, and then whatever, right? The, the, the point there is... You can't sustain that. And even the John Wayne, you know, the famous Marlboro man who mm-hmm. died at 60 or whatever. 
and this this tough exterior, but on the inside, it's it's breaking you. And then over here, whereas if and you know we've used these analogies now, but I was using the NASCAR one, like in my Toyota. Well, I, I was just gonna. Didn't you just recently? I watched the Ford versus Ferrari yeah, movie. Yeah, and that one where they're running it and running. We need this thing to be able to go top notch for twenty four hours, 24. and they we had to care about what kind of oil. Yeah. Oh, we every care about. The nuts, the bolts, uh, that little the weight. Wait, wait, wait! I hear a little bitty vibration back there. Right. That's going to manifest. Right. The, yeah. the, he stuck the pieces of tape on the car. Where's the wind yeah. dragging us? And I don't care about that in my Toyota. You care even less about your suburban thing. Yeah. Now, now I'd like for my. Well, I don't have a Toyota. But by God, we're not taking. If we were taking that suburban up in the air, <laughs> yeah. we're not going to do that. And that is what we do with our body. This yeah. is our bodies. This is how we be alive mm-hmm. and we're just slopping through some of the time and and, I, and if somebody's hearing this and going oh my gosh come on i am not doing the le mans i'm not doing a 24-hour race but again how this comes back to performance symptoms your where do you want to be your why yeah today tomorrow next week next month next year five years from now where do you want to be with your thinking skills your hope your joy i mean it's all connected you're not going to be running yourself ragged and be able to manifest joy in a certain amount of time i mean that is here's where our body mind everything is connected and yeah the 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 energy issues the uh, bandwidth right i I was just going to say now we get into my current favorite topic is you over, over here, we've got the mechanics of a car or a plane. Now, granted, these things are really complex, like a plane uh, or not, the famous rocket. Not closely as complex as our human bodies, but yes. That, that's, that's the point, Is right? Nice to, yeah. Like this computer in front of us, like we could unscrew the back of that and start taking things out, and pretty quickly it would not work as well. Yeah. But there's somebody over here, we can say, can you put that back together again? And they say, yeah, in five minutes, they put it back together again, and it works. You can't do that with a human body because as you start pulling things off, you very quickly get into the realm of cells and then molecules and then atoms. And now we're into the infinite complexity of the subatomic. And and, and even though, so we walk along and you and I are standing here in complete ignorance of what it takes on, at a energetic atomic level to make that happen yeah we still don't know yeah like if 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 anybody you know if you just so one of the number one complaints in the office is i'm tired you know i don't have i'm fatigued i don't have my normal energy i'm not my normal self and, the, and, and they'll say uh low energy low energy mm-hmm. and i'm like okay now do you mean what einstein means by energy like are we talking e equals mc squared the speed of light velocity and all this stuff and they're like no i'm just tired okay i got it now but what we really do mean is energy. And then I can start talking about ATP and biochemistry and whatever else. But again, very quickly, it, if you and I ate a bite of the exact same apple, the infinite variety of what my body does to it and your body does to it is it overwhelms us. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's where I think another mindset, another area of, of people, on one hand, I would say, just trust me. That the apple is better than the Doritos. Yeah. It's going to give your body something a little bit better, even at an area where we don't really understand the phytonutrients, the whatever's going on in the apple and whatever it does in your body. 
but that bag of Doritos is mostly man-made. Yeah, my it, kids were asking about uh, they did some survey or it was a, this thing and it was uh, asking about absolute. Do you believe in absolute right and wrongs? You know, which is the, maybe one of those <laughs> most volatile questions overall and I think we even came back to I mean is it an absolute right and wrong, you know, that a raw carrot is better than a pop tart? <laughs> I mean, well, no, because you and I just said there's going to be a time when you have a Pop-Tart. If you're starving to death in the middle of the Sahara, you'll pay a million dollars for that Pop-Tart. And it will keep you alive. It will keep you alive another day. Yeah. Your money doesn't matter. Nothing matters at that point. Now, over time, if you have three Pop-Tarts a day, three carrots a day, we're going to manifest and see which one pans out. A different kind of death. That's right. Yeah. The Sahara will kill you a lot faster. You're not going to linger. Pop-Tart will help you linger. But if in the Sahara you have the choice between a Pop-Tart and an apple, <laughs> one of them's going to help you dramatically more. You know, and, and I'm thinking about, again, the other areas. And folks, we, you know, it was episodes one through 13. Actually, it was episodes three through 13 where we went through the tenets of input, output, recovery, uh, and, and relationships and relationships being, you know, mind, body specifically. But even there, I was thinking about relationships, period. We as human beings, we had this discussion the other day with the kids. So if you woke up tomorrow and there was nobody on planet Earth, what would, what would your purpose for yeah, living be? <laughs> we have to have relationships. And I know people, I have known people who only needed one their entire existence. It was their spouse. That was it. Um, but it was something. Uh, and then others that have, you know, zillions of relationships, we're going to have those there. Where can we upgrade our appetite for relationship? Mm-hmm. Jim Rohn is famous for saying you ultimately are the sum of the five people you hang around most. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people listening, that's going to be a spouse that may lift you up or tear you down. Mm-hmm. That's a hard one. It may be kids. It may be family. It may be friends. It may be coworkers, boss, manager, whatever. And are they lifting you up or pulling you down? In the personal development world, you hear a lot of people say you need to find a new set of friends. A lot of people go, I can't get rid of my spouse. Mm-hmm. I can't get rid of my brother. I can't get rid of whatever. Well, then add some others, add some others where you get the opportunity to go over here and be surrounded by that. I was with, uh, our buddy Patrick, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, went on a, an adventure with him and just seeing his lifestyle that he's created of, of fun and his, you know, his cool truck and stuff. And it it gave me a new paradigm and this guy lives this way. We went out and rode and then ended up on a mountaintop and they tailgated. I've never done that. Mm -hmm. I go to sports stuff that you go kick butt and then go home and they, tailgated and pulled out talk about up yeah here's an appetite they pulled out like right his fine junk food costs way more than what it was you. <laughs> it was smoked uh gouda whatever cheese it was uh, uh dark chocolate one guy had some fancy sausage thing another dude pulls out a little burner and made tacos with some <laughs> fancy stuff and of course uh, patrick pulls out tequila i mean it's it's 12 o'clock in the or two o'clock we just mount back get tequila on them all right that's different for me but, uh, you know, what a different appetite that I was shown that we were fully filling appetites, but we we're out here under the you know, 9,000 feet with the blue sky. And man, that's a great filling of, uh, an appetite. That's an upgrade to where I've been in the past. I could say it's yeah. inspiring. It's motivating inspiring. to be well, becoming that. And person. I think we can look at, you know, I was going down the list and we look at every, every area that we are, where can we're going to, I think it's the best thing we can learn from this is we are going to fill the appetites. How can we make it a healthier, a, a wellness growing. Right. And even the word appetite, when you said that, like it has a little bit of a negative connotation, Totally, change it. Crave has a negative connotation. It's like, well, no, it's just, you would die if you didn't feel your appetites. Yeah. You, you are 
God, you have a God-given blessing drive to fill your belly. Well, if we input-output recovery uh, right. relationships, you, we you, have, you, how about hungers? Uh, we have hungers that are not going to go away. How about even go a, a different, because hunger, I would look at most Americans and say, what do you mean by hunger? Well, you don't even really no, know. No, I say appetite. You, I, you, haven't been, you haven't been hungry in 20 years. That's right, Kevin. <laughs> I, what do you mean by hunger? What do you mean by crave? You're like, you're going to die without it? That's, so Starving. You know, that's what the kids do. Oh, my gosh. I'm starving. I, I haven't eaten in two hours. Um, I, so we have been embroiled in this discussion about, and oh, I, I didn't tell you, but uh, so Ryder made it past 24 hours. Oh, and, wow. and they all and Tevin made it to 24 hours. So these so they're 14 and 12. And my nine year old, I just said, yeah, whatever you want to do, you know, just be aware. And uh, and and so 24 hours. I was like, you just went 24. And you didn't even die. You didn't even, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. you know, we went out bounce on a trampoline. And you, you're the same person. I mean, do you see that? And they're like, yeah. Can we eat? <laughs> <laughs> and and so changing the paradigm of of recognizing. I, I want to relish my appetite, yeah. and so part of part of the the fasting adventure that I've been on is to use the word adventure, not torture. Right? This is I am choosing mm-hmm. to hit day four, five, six, seven. This summer we're planning on a seven day. We're going to invite patients in, and we're going to say, "Hey, we're all going to do it together." Our goal is seven days. You make it one, two, three, ten. We're going to celebrate mm-hmm. that. We're going to celebrate how far you get and and the adventure of I've never been to hour number 72. What does that feel like? And and then what's it going to taste like when you have that first bite of coffee or first bite of whatever? You've never been there before. So the paradigm shift there to say these things, even the fasting itself, the, the, the back to energy, the fact that your body won't die, that it has the capacity to go days and days and days. And actually thrive yeah is is a par- most Am- americans most people don't they don't want to think that that it's too scary weird something i'm like well that's just your paradigm it's and, just- and who are, and i can't again i don't have a different word than than appetite but uh we were reading i was going to say signal instead of hunger uh, it's a chemical signal yeah so choose how to interpret it's a it feed me signal uh, but somebody we were reading, somebody you had me reading or something like that. And the guy was talking about if he goes along and, you know, he didn't bring a lunch and, you know, the only opportunity yeah. is a bag of nuts at the hardware store or, you know, whatever. John, he just goes, I'm just the other choices don't eat. And that is so I know this isn't a show on fasting, but that's so countercultural. But I've gotten there to where I'm not thinking of, oh, gosh, I'm not going to eat. I'm just thinking I'm not going to eat that. So I think of myself, I want I want to be high performance. And again, if people hear that and think that athletically they don't care to be, do you want to be high performance sitting at your desk? Do you want to be high performance talking with your family after a long day of work? Where do you want your high performance to manifest? So I want to be that. I am not going to put that. I'm going to save it. I'm going to I'm going to bypass that and wait for for something better. And I find myself doing that like trips, you know, you're on the plane Mm -hmm. and I know the last time and you get looked at as like a pariah. If you, if you say no to the cheese, it's, Mm -hmm. and that's, which I always do. I just say no past. And a lot of times I do it on their coffee because I just had a really great Americano and I get nothing. And so the cart goes past and here we are affluent Americans. And yet nobody's going to pass up the free quote free that we paid $300 for a seat on the plane to get crap. That they're going to bring, you know, through the aisle. It's it's countercultural. It's 
Nope. What, what I am thinking of is is the famous you know car trip, the family car trip, which in the past was true godly justification for bag of M and M's, fast food, <laughs> fast food, and it yep. was start off in the morning with an egg McMuffin. And then Burger King in the middle of the afternoon, you're going to wind it up with something again on the road, and, and it's on the road. That is the family road trip focus is what are we going to eat? And so you pack all this stuff. And, of course, then you try to go, well, we're going to be good and have you know raw carrots and whatever. And, yeah, more, more often than not, I've done this multiple times in the past couple of weeks where we've had to do uh, a trip that's going to be you know four or five hours or whatever and go, hey, folks, eat whatever you want here at the house. We're going to jump in the car. I have no food. Right, you're sitting down. Yeah, get some water. Grab a book. We're, we're gonna right. So our thing with the kids has been gum. We're gonna yeah. That's grab cool. your gum yeah. and grab a drink. Yeah. And uh, but now they're old enough. They're like, well, so so it has turned into. So what we do, we drive back and forth to Kansas, oh. and there's a place midway, and it, and it's a it's a Mexican place, and it's good food. It's it's and we just say, don't do anything in the car. Mm-hmm. You're sitting there. You don't need anything, and then we'll get a treat. And they have, you know, Chipotle or whatever it is in Starbucks. And then we don't do anything until we get there home. And then uh, it, so that, that changing, and we traveled with her parents or my parents, I can't remember. And, and, the, and it flopped immediately back to their childhood. And, it was in, and so my father-in-law, his was corn nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember those days. Yeah. So, well, and, and, and again, we got to say here, this is like you saying, you know, is, is cake and ice cream wrong? And you say, no, sometimes it is holy. When you're at that funeral, wedding, right. birthday party, you know, whatever. So back to your, is there a moral absolute? No. Not no. when it comes to cake and ice cream. It's a... It's a relative absolute. It's a budget. Yeah. As well, well, when we're, we're talking here, again, it's about because sure. if somebody's hearing this and go, my gosh, that's going to take all the fun. I mean, the funnest thing about our family trips is sharing the junk food. Great if you're not doing it every day. Every otherwise. other day, that's right. If if, that's, you, if if you guys set it up that way, yeah. Hey, we live really tight over here, and we're we do these family trips, and we just let it all out. Okay, yeah. That's a, you're being aware and, and I mean, whatever. We, we eat gourmet meals every night for the most part at my home, but we have for years now. Sweets are for S days, which is Saturday and Sunday. That's sweet. So the kids don't even ask for, you know, dessert. Otherwise, we also do sodas if they're going to do that. And of course, now it's seltzer water for the most part, uh, flavored seltzer water or whatever that we do with them. But, you know, we do it. We, we do it tomorrow or what's, what's this Friday? Tomorrow night, Saturday, the kids will be expecting something. So it'll either be a high quality ice cream, non-dairy for some, and, you know, the Briar's vanilla, which is the only one with five ingredients for the, for the others. Uh, or, you know, somebody will make some gluten-free cookie mix or, you know, whatever. And we'll do that. Uh, but it's moderated. It's on those days. The other days they're not doing it and we enjoy it when we enjoy it. So gosh, again, we're not saying get rid of that appetite, no, but, but budget it, budget, have, have awareness. Yeah. Coronavirus really tweaked our, our S days, to, oh, well, me too. Yeah. Us too. I'm saying in general, culture, yeah, it has yeah. us too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, again, I don't know if there's any better message than the reality of you're not going to get rid of your appetite or as you said, signals, celebrate them, celebrate them. That's good. And I like the word budget. We hadn't used that before. All right. Well, let's see. It's Friday night. <laughs> I'm already thinking about what we're going to have. My mouth is <laughs> Yeah. I'm actually hungry now. All right, folks. Thanks. Folks, I hope this has you inspired to think of not squelching 
and, and to some degree, not even curbing your appetites, but just saying, look, what am I, what's my appetite for now? Something that's probably not helping me that may very well be hurting me. And how can I slowly start upgrading that? You know, when I say that, and there are times that I wanted to take something that I really like and make it healthier, right? And start substituting things. And then I finally got to the point of going, now I'm not even enjoying the thing. So if I'm going to have some cheesecake, I'm going to have the full-on cheesecake, the real deal. But I'm not going to have it all the time. And I may not have as much. So often, if I do finally have it, I do have quite a bit, but I don't have it all the time. And I want to enjoy the full deal. So again, the idea, though, is upgrading our habits here. I hope this gives you hope and some ideas for doing so, so you can still feed the appetites that give you joy. Thank you as always for tuning in to this self-helpful podcast. If you got value, it'd be great if you left a review and a rating. Best thing you can do, talk about what you heard here with someone else. I sincerely hope I've helped you help yourself so that you can help others. 